You're now listening to Hack and Grow Rich with Shaheen Shayan and his co-host, Bart Baggett, where we discuss hacking your way to success and the unconventional paths to unreasonable success with the people who've been there. And now, the author of Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult, Shaheen Shayan. Okay, so it's going to record to the cloud and then it'll email it to you. Awesome, perfect. Okay, so let's get started. Welcome back to Road of Abundance, guys. Today I have a special guest, Shaheen Shayan, <laughs> and uh, he's the owner of uh, Podcast Cola. So amazing. And I met Shaheen actually at a men's retreat. It was amazing. We had a good time. He's a very successful entrepreneur. So Shaheen, thanks for being here today. What's up, Mike? Good to see you, man. <laughs> what's up? What's up? How have you been? Hmm. Just living the life, California lifestyle, doing really well. Uh, I was, we were just talking before the movies coming out based on my book, Billion, how I became king of the thrill pill cult. And we are now just focused on getting people booked on podcasts, which is what we do. Awesome. And um, so, yeah, explain us a little bit, like, what was your, your story? What were you doing before you do the podcast and all that stuff? And explain us like a little bit more about you. Yeah, so I started as a teenager, came from Iran, left home early, and kind of fell into the rave scene at the time, the electronic music scene, the EDM <laughs> scene. And I decided that I wanted to create an alternative to ecstasy, uh, MDMA that was going on at the time. And it was one of the biggest party drugs at the time. So I came up with this herbal formula that was a natural alternative to ecstasy. And before I knew it, still a teenager, it became a global phenomenon. So I basically went from hanging out at raves and clubs and sleeping on the beach in Venice to uh, becoming a multimillionaire in a very short span of time in the 1990s. And subsequently, yeah, the company we created over a billion dollars in revenue. I write about it in my book, Billion, How I Became King of the Thropel Cult. There's going to be a film coming out about it made by <laughs> Believe Entertainment, which I'm very excited about. So That's awesome, man. Yeah. So what, what's next? You create that, that magic legal pill that, that gets people very happy. And, and when was the, what's the end of that, that, that story? Yeah. So, well, I think you guys got to read my book to see the end of the story because it's kind of a cool story. A lot of stuff happens, you know, by the time I'm, I'm in my early twenties or late teens, the company grosses over a billion dollars in revenue. I'm on every news station. It was one of the most popular supplements of all time. And uh, what happened was eventually the government cracked down on it. The scene kind of changed and I kind of dropped out of that and I moved into uh, creating a solution for the smoking problem. People were smoking and I thought, man, thousands of years people have been smoking. There's got to be a better alternative. And that's when we came up with vaping. And I invented digital vaporization. My company was the first vape company to go public, still public company. Wow. I exited that uh, in 2006 and then it went public. Um, and so I was very happy with that technology when I when I completed it. And then from there, I moved on to learning about Amazon. 
And so I have a course, uh, FBA seller course. Anybody's interested can reach out to me. I teach people how to create recurring revenue streams on the Amazon platform. I became one of the, the foremost experts on the Amazon platform, teaching people how to do that. And from there, I've moved on to podcasts. There's <clears throat> 7 billion people on the planet, something like that. <laughs> You've got now over 7 million podcasts. Somebody told wow. me there's actually 7.5 million podcasts out there. So it's really the most important form of marketing and advertising in the last 100 years. But since the printing press, I'll say, but there's no connection. So if you're one of these 7 billion people who wants to get on one of these 7 million podcasts, there's no way to do it until now. That's mm -hmm. where we came up with Podcast Cola. We are a podcast-specific booking agency, and we'll take your story. We'll spin it around to make it super exciting. And if it's <laughs> exciting, we'll make it more exciting. I know you've got a really exciting story. And what we'll do is we'll get you booked on podcasts. And, and we have an all-you-can-eat model, so we don't throttle our clients. We have one client who got on over 200 shows in the past couple months. And uh, yeah, so that's... Kind That's of been my super cool. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember you told me like, I remember the, the from the story, because we share a lot of common thing about health and our interest into fitness and health and, and business. So that's how we kind of connected together. And then I remember you tell me the story that, that people can read in your book. I remember you told me carrying tons of cash everywhere and putting it in your office and piling it at super young. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think we're still doing that. Yeah, exactly. All digital now. Yeah. So, um, so you went, you did multiple business. Like I didn't even know for the, for the vape thing, that's a really cool company. I mean, um, you wanted to solve a problem. So that's kind of what I, I see kind of a pattern that you find something that has, um, maybe a little problem in it, something to fix and you find either save them time, make money and stuff like that. Amazon was like, and is probably still to this day, the biggest sphere, um, for people to make money and, and, and all that stuff. I know a lot of people that are doing the FBA. So you were very early in the game, like doing that. And now you're early in the podcast game. You found a little something that was missing because I know like when I'll be ready to go on podcasts, it's, you have to reach out yourself. And then there's so many things that as an entrepreneur you can do and you have to limit your time. So it's, it's super cool that you went and found a niche and a problem, and then you're going to solve it for people. Yeah, look, I mean, I think you, you put your finger directly on what my superpower is. I'm really fucking bad at most things. And I realized that the other day, because like, I was like, I hired a dude to come around my house to fix shit. And the most basic shit, Mike, I'm like, I'm fucking terrible at this. I'm great at hiring the guy and paying him. I'm terrible at fixing shit. I mean, I, I should be better at that stuff. I'm not. Like car repairs, terrible at car repairs. I'm great at taking it to the Porsche dealer and being like, fix this shit. But there's a couple things, like very narrow band of things that I'm very good at. Mm -hmm. And one of them is spotting trends. And I've always been very good at that. And I think it's, it's uh, uh, fortunately for me, it's a quality and a trait that's very bankable. And I think the, the problem, the challenge that most people have is that A, they don't have any traits that are bankable or they haven't discovered a trait that's bankable. And then B, that they don't know how to bank on it when they get it. 
So I think if if you have those two things, right? Like, what was it? It was the Temple of Delphi. One of the things that was written on the pillars was, uh, I'm going to botch it because it's Latin, but it was Nothi Sutan, right? Like, know thyself. And it's so fucking profound. If you think like they wrote three things that's that like lived in the fucking stone pillars on this fucking Greek temple, right? And they're still around to this day to see these inscriptions. And one of them was like, know yourself. So you're thinking like, fuck, man, like, why is that important? Why would they put that on there? It was know yourself? Know yourself. Yeah, there were like three things. It was like, know yourself, nothing in in excess, everything in moderation. And uh, there was like a third one. I don't remember what the third one was. But like, know thyself is like, it's so important because not only like most people think they know their strengths, mm-hmm. but most people don't really know what their weaknesses are because they're yeah. too busy. Like people around you aren't going to tell you that shit. People around you are going to yeah. be like, Oh, you're great. You're, you're fantastic. You're like, you, you show them your art. You're like, man, this is my art. Who's going to tell you your art is shit. Who's going to tell you that you're a fucking asshole, right? Who's going to tell you that your book sucks, that your music sucks. Nobody, because there's nothing in it for them. Right. They just create an enemy. Nobody yeah. wants to tell you your baby is ugly. They just Yeah, don't. exactly. I was thinking about the baby because I saw a video about it. It's like there was a, a meme going on and a, a video that they did a parody. And it's like, fuck, your baby's so ugly. And the wife is like, hey, he's like, no, but somebody has to tell them. Like they keep saying it's he's, he's, he's pretty and the baby's just so hug, uh, ugly. And I'm like, I was dying. And like, that's exactly like people sometimes they're not honest, except if you have like a mentor or a coach. Like I'll tell my client, like, it's like, I don't want to give them an opinion on, on if they ask for business, Oh, I will do this. I make them find the answer. But if they ask me for something, like what's my weakness, we'll find it together for sure. And I'll tell you straight up because somebody told me and I, and, and you need to find yourself, like you said. Yeah. Like from what I understand about you, you're one of the world's top personal trainers. I mean, I've seen that fucking ripped six pack, you're <laughs> fucking ripped to no end. Right. And so you get a client who's fat. And they go, okay, well, what do you think? Well, if you're telling, no, bro, you're fine, mm-hmm. right? That's not going to help them. They're not yeah. going to good. They're not going to be like, oh, well, cool. He thinks I'm fine. He's ripped. Maybe that's what I look like, right? But if you tell them, you know what? You're fucking fat, but we're going to fix that. Yeah. That's how you grow. That's how you learn. When you start to realize how bad you really are, mm-hmm. and then you know, hey, is there something I can do about this is the next question. And if so, then what, right? Or if there's nothing you can do about it, and if there's nothing you can do about it, better to go focus on other things that you can do something about. Yeah. So yeah, it it comes from self-knowledge. And so I think that's why that's so important. I know that you've been reading a lot about different uh, esoteric Eastern Mm -hmm. practices and, you know, kind of the understanding of the self is really what lies at the core of all that stuff. Yeah. And I, I think especially nowadays with the with everything that's happening in society, it's like people are getting sensitive. And I was just seeing, like talking about health and stuff. That's what I, I used to do, like uh, fitness and health. And I just saw a Nike post and ads and it's it's someone that's fat and they're like, loving yourself is the healthy relationship. And I'm like, that's not healthy. Like 
That's if you want to find that people that are overweight or are beautiful, that's a taste. But don't come tell me it's healthy. If you're broke, you're broke. If you're fat, you're unhealthy because it caused a lot of problem. And this has been proven. Eating tons of sugar, it's not loving yourself. Like, but society and the brands, they try to fool people and make them believe that, oh, it's okay to be broke. It's okay to be in debt. Get more credit card, get more, uh, drink more sugar, take more sugar. And, and, and I feel like that's the thing. It's like when you know, when you get to learn yourself, like you said, it's a superpower because you'll be true with yourself. Like if I look in the mirror right now, do I love what I see? Who the fuck I am? And then like, what's my strength and what's my weakness? And I know them. And then my partner, my, my, my wife, like my girlfriend is, she has different strength than me. And I have different strength than her. So she knows what I'm not so good at. We talked about it. And then she helped, she helped me with that, with all that stuff. And, and, and I think, like you said, so having that strength, you think was like one of the key feature that made you the person that you are so successful and, and, and made multiple millions. Um, like you made a lot of millions. So let, let's say like that, like you think that's the key to being successful. And not only that, like one thing I like about you is that you care about your health, your family, man. And you're happy and you're balanced in what you do. So not only you have business, like it's cool to have millions of dollars, but if you're, if you're feeling like shit and you're unhappy, it's, it's no more, not nice. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I appreciate that. You know, look, at the end of the day, you can summarize it in one word and it's discipline. You look at, for example, ancient civilizations, you look at our ancestors, you look at the Romans, mm -hmm. right? Who further along became the Byzantine empire after the fall of Rome. And these guys ran shit for thousands of years. And oftentimes they were invaded by other parties from the East. The Arabs invaded, the Bulgars invaded, all these different people invaded. And sometimes they won, sometimes they didn't, but they were dominant for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think the fucking Spartans were sitting there going, you know what, bro? It's cool that you're fat. No, they fucking killed every weak link. They yeah. did not sit around and honor weakness. They did mm -hmm. not sit around and honor delusion. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't help you. And if you look at, I think, the erosion of society today and a lot of the things that have eroded around us, it comes down to that. It comes down to giving kids participation participation prizes for <laughs> coming in second, third, and fourth. Yeah. It's, it's actually taking it fucking away from the dude that worked hard to come in first. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's, and it's, and it's exactly what you're saying. It's exactly that. It's not okay to be fat. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. And you know, does it make you less of a human being? No, but does it mean that you've got some shit to work on? Yeah, exactly. yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it means that that you got to take care of your health. And, and science has proven that if you're fat, you're not healthy, period. Exactly. And, and, and like, it's, it's okay not to finish first. It's okay to participate and do things because it proves you're trying. And, and, but the thing is, there's too much sensitivity around, oh, like, you're not first, you're a loser. That's not that. It's just it's okay to have a winner. It's okay to have someone that is that that put more effort. And it just tells you that, hey, I need to try harder. And it's like when you do something, it's I call it healthy competition. It's like if I'm like having an an, an Amazon 
business and I'm looking at yours and I'm like, okay, this guy is top of the business. He's making X amount of millions. That's where I want to go. So I, I use it as a leverage and I can learn from you and I can see things. And it's the same. Like, I think healthy competition is good and being honest with yourself. Like, look at yourself in the mirror and then be honest that maybe there's things that you need to change. And like you said, it doesn't mean yet that you're a mediocre human. It just means that, hey, you're fat, that's like, or you're broke, that's the facts. And, and nobody can argue based on society, like based on science, this is the number. And now, can will you do something about it? And, and I think it offends a lot of people when you talk like that. But at the end of the day, it's not about being shredded or whatever. Like I consider you a healthy person. You don't necessarily have the six pack popping, but you don't have a lot of fat and you're, you're feeding your body. That will also, it's your second gut, will feed your brain. And that's why you're very sharp in business. So like that, you would say that what, what's your key like routine or things that you do that makes you sharp? Like now that you look at yourself, you know what you do. So do you have kind of a routine or what, what's, yeah. what made you successful in business? Yeah, I'll tell you. And, and I think to your point, I'll agree with you that you, you are no less a human if you're faulted. You're, you're actually more human because we all have our weaknesses and we all <laughs> have our shortcomings, but it's the yeah. delusions that we have about them. But I'll leave you a quote of that I that I heard recently from the Ford CEO, the CEO of the Ford company, one of the arguably the greatest car companies of all time. Ford? Ford. Oh. And they asked him, the guy's name is Jim Farley, amazing mm -hmm. CEO. And they asked him, they said, hey, how do you guys feel about your numbers? And he said, well, you know, we're doing better. Ford is improving, but we won't rest until we're first place. And the mm -hmm. reporter said, first place? And he said, yeah. He's like, well, what about second? He said, you know what? Second place is first loser. That's good. And it's, and it's great because if you're a runner, you have to look past the finish line. There's never been a sprinter, a runner that has succeeded stopping right at the finish line, right? They, yeah. they look, they look a hundred feet past the finish line and that's where they're going. And they don't stop until they hit that mark. And that's how it works. So for me, as far as my routine physically, uh, I'm very active. So I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I do that all the time. Oh, that's I don't cool. know if you've ever tried yet, but I've yeah. been doing that for a number of years. I do mixed martial arts. So uh, I've been training mixed martial arts since I was a kid. Um, but now I've gotten really into grappling because it's a very aggressive um, art. And I think it's, it's great to have uh, a level of um, aggression in your training mm -hmm. um, to really release the testosterone, release, yeah. release the dopamine. It's, it's really a fantastic thing to do. And then I do all the usual biohacking stuff. I have an ice bath here at the house. I do that. I do the cryotherapy. I do the uh, red lights. I've got red lights right behind me. I do that. I do sauna <laughs> every day. Um, and then I swim every day too. Do you meditate? Um, I do. I do. I use uh, a couple different things. So to meditate, I just meditate sometimes. I just sit down and shut the fuck up and, yeah. and zone out for 20 minutes. I've been doing that since I was a kid. Um, but which I, I originally got from martial arts, which is amazing, but I use this, uh, virtual reality app called trip, which is fantastic in eight minutes. It gets you into a flow state and it's a, That's it's cool. kind of like when I don't have the full time, like an hour to sit yeah. down and meditate and get in the state, mm -hmm. this gets you in the state like this. It's got that's pretty nice. cool visuals. So yeah, anyone that's interested, I'm not affiliated with the company at all. 
but it's a it's a great app on the Oculus called Trip. Have you ever tried okay, it? So, no, I, I I mean I tried like Brain Tap and I tried a few other things. Like I had one of the device that was like doing patterns of light, like okay. very flashy, like kind of yeah. stroboscope. And that, I don't have the Oculus, so I guess I would need to I would need to try it with like get it and try it. Um, yeah. Cool thing with Amazon, we can order and then if we don't like it, we ship it back. But <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I definitely try it because a lot of people complain that they're not good at meditation and they don't have time. So now there's no more excuses. And yeah, and and I love the fact that you have all those modality. Like you're just like me in terms of I'm moving in a house. Now I'm going to have my cold bath because I used to do it uh, with the water in the shower. Very cold in Canada and yeah. LA. That, that's working fine in Miami. I would say it's like, not really cold. So um, now I'm going to get the cold bat. I'm, I just spoke with someone. I'm going to have a red light therapy sauna. So it's going to do red light and sauna at the same time. Nice. Um, so I feel like those are key element on top of your mindset. Well, because it will help your mindset and stuff. And and you're coming from a background of MMA. It's like when I, I did MMA, boxing, jujitsu and jujitsu. For me, it's a release. And the thing is, it's not pure aggression technically because you have to be so smart of how you use your energy not to get exhausted on someone and then they just lock you down in a position. So all those stuff kind of trained your mind and train your body and all. And, and I think that's that for me, that's why I do the podcast. I want people to realize that making millions of dollars is not just being smart. You have all those things that you do that made you that kind of superhuman, the the Shane upgraded version. And I'm sure you can confirm it that the more you do those things, the more successful you get. And not only the more successful, I, I use the word abundance because it's an abundance of happiness, of balance in your life. Cause you just told me like, now you focus also on your daughter. So not only you're a successful serial entrepreneur. Oh, you're, you're sorry, your son. Yeah. You said eight years old, but I, 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 I don't know why I thought it was a daughter, but um, yeah. So it's like, you're a family man, you're focused. You're not only like, you made your money. You still love to find like business and build them. But yeah, confirm me. Like, what was your stepping stone that and 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 kind of like things that you can tell people that this when I do this type of stuff that quantum leap my my um my success and my abundance. Yeah, I guess. Look, I think there's there's no real shortcut to hard work. I tell people that all the time. Mm -hmm. You've got people on. Insta on TikTok trying to teach the, uh, hey man, buy my course, do this thing, you know, you'll get a quick win. And look at look at the jacuzzi with the 50 half naked girls and the yacht and the Lambo, right? And then later you learn the Lambo's rented and the girls are from whatever, some website that gives you the girls and it's all fake. Maybe that's what we should rent, a package with <laughs> Lambo and girl. You want to be that nice guru online? We're going to rent you the girls and the Lambo in the house. <laughs> well, I think guy like you gets that stuff for free anyway. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, what people have to realize is that you have to be willing to do whatever it takes in order to get what you want. Now, it doesn't mean you'll have to do whatever it takes. It just means that you have to be willing to do whatever it takes. And oftentimes that means being ready to fail, like having the mindset of, you know what, I'm going to do this until I fail, yeah, because it doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. And then you do it, you do it, you do it, and oh shit, you fail, but then you pick yourself up and you do it again, and this time you do it differently, and maybe you fail less. Exactly. And you keep getting yourself, my, my jujitsu coach, 
talks about this a lot, is that we always so focused on winning straight from losing to going to winning. And sometimes you just got to get yourself in a less shitty position and you get yourself in a slightly less shitty position until finally you get in a good position where you can submit. And it's really like that, I think, in life is that sometimes people are just starting out or they're in a place where they don't have their foundations together. And really, you got to get that foundation together, get yourself stable, and then go out there. And I teach people how to do this. I've got an Amazon course for anybody that's interested. You guys can reach out to me. My email is darkzess, D-A-R-K-Z-E-S-S at gmail.com. I've got a a two-hour course that teaches people how to do that. We'll give that to them for free. It's a $200 value. If you guys just mentioned Mike's show, use the code uh, Mikey, uh, and I'll give you the, uh, I'll give you the, the, the one hour, forgive me. It's a one hour course. It's a $200 course, but we're going to give to everybody who's watching your show for free, uh, to see what they think. So yeah, just email me, uh, Mikey will put my email out there on the, uh, on his, on his, uh, show notes and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, exactly. And there was, um, there was actually a quote on, on, on failure. It's like, you don't really fail until you quit. So just, I mean, for myself, I went through bankruptcy and, and like right now I was telling you before the show that I, I did an app. The app is like, I mean, building an app from, from nothing and, and creating and having it on Apple's, uh, the app store and the play store and, and, and all the feature that I wanted was like 300,000, like finance, everything like it, it cost a lot of money. And at the end, the app didn't exactly come out the way I wanted. And I had to re-inject money. I had to buy all my partner because I wanted things. So people would be like, oh, it was a failure. It's not a failure because the app is still there. A lot of people like it. And now I'm revamping it and people can get it for free and, and go. And it's just as long as you keep going and you like innovate and you just don't lose your, like you said, with the running, it's like you don't lose where you're aiming. You're not losing. It's not because you fall while you're running that you're not going to make it through the line. So I feel like it's very interesting. It's, it's all about like the mindset, like myself, what I like to teach people. Yes. It's, it's like, it's cool the the work and it's cool. Like the 10 X and the hustle me, I, 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 I'm kind of anti hustle culture in a sense that if you hustle just to be busy, that you're not having it. Like you need to upgrade yourself and your mindset and who you are and go with being productive. So I'm sure in a day of work for you, you do what has to be done to put you in the right mindset and in the right like thing that you're ready. And then you're busy. You're not just wasting your time and say that you're hustling towards something. Yeah. I mean, look, I think a, you have to be in the right place where you can create white space and white space is the key. If you look at design, most people don't understand design. When you look at good design, stuff that looks expensive, stuff that looks nice, It's not because there's a ton of shit on it. The reason why it looks nice is because maybe it's just a very elegant logo and a big white background or a big black background. Why does that look good to us? Because we tend to gravitate towards simplicity Mm -hmm. and towards minimalism because there's less decision for us to make. Our attention isn't dispersed in a million places. Oh, look at that. And then that thing in the design or whatever. So if you want to have really good design, you mm-hmm. keep it minimal, right? And similarly in your life, if you want to have a really good life, you simplify. And it's the same with whatever you do. Once you start reducing, 
you get to the point where you gain maximum efficiency because you're not wasting time. You're not wasting energy on things that don't matter. I know that you've had several businesses. And when we were talking mm-hmm. before this, you're like, hey, I got rid of this other business because it wasn't resonating with who I am. Yeah. And I got rid of this other business, even though I was cash flowing, was making good money because it didn't you know, really uh, endorse you know, my path in life. And now I'm at a place where things seem a lot clearer. Things feel a lot clearer. And you're probably going to make 10 times more money uh, just because you're doing something that's more aligned to who you are, but also you yeah. got rid of all this other noise that was taking up your time. Yeah, exactly. And and like you said, the when you get rid of some stuff, I think there was a misconception about millionaire because a lot of people hear that millionaire have multiple stream of income, but a lot of the, if not all the millionaire I know, including myself, we became millionaire doing one thing, very good. And then once you have the money, then you can start investing. Then you have a money manager. Then you have this. Then you can start businesses. Like I started my app. I financed it myself. It's like, then you start to do things. And in business and with your minds, I know, like I saw a video recently and it's like, there was a hot girl, like, uh, I mean, she's doing a position on TikTok and then the video stopped and it's like, bro, you're getting distracted again. Now focus on your business. And it was just like, guys are chasing money party and all the things and they forget to be themselves and and the more like of all the noise that you have and if you have multiple businesses at the same time you're not gonna make it so clean your 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 headspace clean yourself meditate do the things that need to be done and be that upgraded version of yourself like how would a millionaire think how would a shayin that were multi-million would start a brand new business probably very differently than someone that is chasing girls. You know what I mean? So it's very important for me to, that especially guys or girls chasing guys, it's like, there's a reason why if tomorrow I remove all your money, I'm sure that one year or two years from now, you'll be back on track with almost everything. Like the thing is, uh, I did a video this week. It was like, it's not the first million that is important. It's the person you become doing the first million. Because once, that's why people are like, a million is nothing. Technically, once you did it, it's nothing because you understand the mindset and the human you become doing that money that you're like, that's that's the game. Now I'm in the game. Like, let's go. But the first thing I wanted to do when I was a kid, I mean, like 2019, whatever, um, I was like, fuck, I can't wait to have money and buy a Lambo. And then when I got money, I was like, fuck, why would I buy a Lambo right now? It's very unproductive. Like, like uh, I have a nice SUV. It was my dream car. Uh, and I barely use it. So I was like, why would I buy a Lambo just to have it stacked there and show off to people? Like, I don't really care that people know that I make money. I don't really care that people know who, like what I do. It's like, so I started changing when I got the money to actually buy what people are promoting those guru that you see on social media and all that shit, like with the girls and, and stuff. I was like, fuck, the person I became through the journey, he doesn't want all that stuff. And And same for you. It's like, you're doing your thing, focusing on your family, focusing on what matters. And then you're building amazing businesses. And you're actually, your focus when you're on business is actually to find the good stuff and help people. So I think that's, that's, that's the key right there. And that's what I want people to understand. It's like, there's a reason why you are the person you are and the things that you did and your journey becoming that person. Yeah, exactly, man. I think that's a good place for us to, wrap it up i like i like that as a as a lead into the next time we do a show 
Yeah, man, exactly. So what would you say, like for people, if you can give them those two advice, okay? First, what was your best investment in either time or money this year that you did and uh, that people can do either with low income or higher income? And um, also like, what is your best time management tool that you could give them like in order to be productive and not only busy? Okay. Best investment of all time is my kid. It's an ongoing investment. Best investment this year, as always, is real estate. I love cash flow positive real estate. Uh, I know you're in Florida. I love Florida. Florida is in a little bit <laughs> of an insurance crisis right now, which is actually the bigger problem there, but um, they're going to work that out. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan of real estate. And what was the second question? Um, so in order to be productive and not just busy, what is your best time management tool? Because you have a family, you have a lot of business, you have very, like a lot of real estate. You, you do kind of a few things, like how are you productive and, and stay focused? Yeah, look, I think for me, I realized a long time ago that it's a fool's game to manage time. You can't manage time. It's impossible, right? We all have 24 hours. That's it. No matter how much you manage, you're still going to have 24 hours. Yeah. What you can manage, Mike, is your energy. That's the Love most it. important thing. To manage your energy means really becoming a master of your world. And to manage your energy, you have to know yourself. You have to know what hours you're most productive, what hours you're not. Like you were showing me you read a ton of books. I'm sure there's times where you don't fucking feel like looking at a book because you're too fucking tired, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe after an incredible workout and you do your MMA and you do your, your workout and clients and, you know, the girlfriend and all that stuff, you don't feel like it. And maybe when you wake up at five in the morning and you have a, a quick blast workout and you have a little coffee or whatever it is that you have, your tea, your matcha tea, matcha DNA tea, and you're <laughs> sitting down and uh, you're, 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 you're in a perfect place to read. So the trick is that the hack is how do you manage those hours of mm. optimal energy. Yeah, I love it. That's what I do. So I start with some me time and then I do business time. So I kind of split my day in half. So uh, if I don't feel like reading, let's say I'm going to read either at night or something, but most of the time in the morning, I prioritize being in a clarity mindset when I'm ready for the business. So personally myself, I don't set anything before a certain time because I don't want people to invade my mental space. So yeah, I like it, man. There's a, a lot of good information. Uh, I'll make sure to get all the info that you said. So people, if they want the little uh, one hour uh, quick Shaheen mastermind, they can get it. And thanks for coming on the podcast. I uh, really appreciate sharing your stuff. We didn't get time to talk about real estate and other stuff like that, but I'm we'll sure that again. we'll up on another podcast because I know uh, I was told that you had a lot of real estate. We didn't even talk about it, but uh, Ken told me that you were successful in real estate when I was asking him for advice. He's like, you should talk with Shaheen. I'm like, cool. It's going to be for another call. <laughs> but uh, thanks a lot for joining me. I'll make sure to put your, your link and your stuff in the description. And guys, thanks for listening. I hope that you learned something good. Uh, don't underestimate Shaheen. He's a very successful man that is happy and abundant. So I will see you in another week for another podcast. All right. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk soon.